All right, folks, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Depends on where you're joining us on this uh, big blue spaceship circling a flaming ball in the sky. Welcome aboard our uh, presentation this afternoon. It's going to be a post-Fed debrief. Now, unless you just got back from the other side of Mars, you know that uh, Jerome Powell had his press conference yesterday afternoon, rip your face off rally. A little bit of a continuation and a follow through today. We saw Meta. Actually, I'm never going to call it Meta, just like I never call it Alphabet. It's Facebook and Google. So Facebook, Google. We got Amazon earnings after market close. We got Apple earnings after market close. We have a lot to cover uh, today because um, we're going to get a big uh, potential confirmation to what Jerome Powell said yesterday afternoon. When? Tomorrow morning. I'm going to brief you on what's happening tomorrow morning, non-farm payroll. So we have a lot to cover, limited time, not a registered investment advisor, not a broker dealer. I don't play one on TV, trading anything, options, Bitcoin, stocks, obviously uh, has some sort of risk. So make sure you talk to a registered investment advisor, broker dealer, any one of those financial professionals before you put any real capital at risk. So we're going to knock out a Fed a post-Fed brief and kind of uh, where to target right now because we've seen a, it's pretty funny. You listen to all the talking heads on CNBC or Fox, right? Amazon is up 30% year to date. I'm like, okay, dude, how's it been doing for the past calendar year? Oh, it's getting destroyed. Uh, Tesla is up, you know, 30%. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, folks, not too many people woke up December or January 1st after going out December 31st and bought all the tech names. So do me a favor. Don't listen. Remember, anybody on CNBC, most of the folks, if you can't, you commentate. And that's what they do. Not me. I essentially helped run a multi-billion dollar trading firm uh, in Chicago, headquartered right there in the uh, Chicago Board of Trade. Helped uh, build a hedge fund when I was there. I helped build the retail brokerage that many of you know as Options House. Some of you might have traded at Options House. That's me as a younger, wiser me. A little heavier back then uh, in Chicago. You needed to be heavy because it's freezing for nine months out of the year. Survival situation. Kind of like a little Eddie Murphy in trading places, man. I was a little old retail trader, uh, former Navy fighter pilot. And they kind of said, hey, what do you do when you're trading? Why or how are you trading so good? I said, well, I kind of treat trading like a form of combat. Somebody's going to win and somebody's not. Uh, and in my world, where I come from, you didn't get to go home that night. Uh, your wife or your husband got a flag for the mantle. So a little bit of uh, Eddie Murphy is what I like to tell people. Managing director strategy, founded uh, the Options News Network. I was also a host on several of our programs on the Options News Network. We used to shoot on the floor of the SIBO uh, and the CBOT, and we would give folks like you all a behind-the-scenes look at what uh, was going on in the options market, unusual activity, who's buying, who's selling, all sorts of uh, good intel. Currently, uh, I run Top Gun Options, uh, where we do live trade briefs throughout the week. I send out text alerts, email alerts, all that good stuff. But the the main reason I wake up every morning and have a smile uh, on my face is this. I run the No Fallen Heroes – well, This is the podcast. It's called No Fallen Heroes. Write this down right now. It's in the top two and a half percent of podcasts on the planet. Well, that's not that big of a There's over three million podcasts on this planet, folks. We're in the top two and a half percent. Make sure you check it out. Wrote a couple books from sea level to sea level, uh, essentially detailing how I went from the front lines to the front office. You know, from the cockpit of an F-18 Hornet over the skies of Iraq to essentially the trading pits in Chicago. And then I wrote a book called COVID Crash from Panic to Profit. I was the 
only, only financial professional on the face of the planet to predict the COVID market crash to the day. January 22nd, looked into the camera on this computer and told all my members, get long volatility. If I put on the S&P 500, we're going to implode. How'd I know that? Had a little bit of a, uh, a deep throat, so to speak, working at the White House. Whiz, bro, this shit's bad. It escaped a level four lab in Wuhan. And of course, I reported all of this and lost several social media accounts. Didn't matter. We ended up making millionaires at Top Gun Options based on my market call. Awesome. Uh, like I said, the biggest thing on my radar right now is the No Fallen Heroes Foundation. Uh, I, I, I'm leaving in a week to go to Costa Rica with four Navy and Air Force veteran fighter pilots to do psychedelic assisted therapy uh, outside of the country, which is an absolute disgrace. If any of you have seen the movie Lone Survivor or read the book, uh, one of my very near and dear friends in my life right now is Marcus Luttrell. Marcus and I did the medicine about two years ago, and it completely changed and saved my life. So that's my main focus right now is helping veterans, first responders, and their families heal. That's an old picture of me and my family, and that's enough. Let's go ahead and get airborne. Share this, pause that, and then we're going to get airborne. Um, let, let's. Uh, I'm going to brief you real quick on what I call SOT right? Strategic, operational, and then we're going to get tactical. What do I mean by this? S, strategic. I'm going to give you a quick brief about what is going on around the globe. We can't get in this brief right now and get tactical right off the bat. What's Meta doing? Can I do a trade? Stop. Stop all of that. You got to pick your head up out of the trenches, grab a pair of binoculars, and look downrange. The first part of my brief will be strategic, we're going to look around the globe and see what is going on. You ready for this? And then underneath that, oh, operational. Then we'll talk about what's going on in the United States, the Fed, earnings, non-farm payroll. Then the T in SOT is tactical. Then we can place trades. 98% of the folks, I've been doing this for over three decades, folks, started investing and trading in 1991 as a young officer in the Navy. You're very tactical. Most of you are probably chomping at the bit right now to, oh, what are your trades? Uh-uh. Let's get strategic. And let's start with this. Ladies and gentlemen, the VIX right now, let's go take a look at them. Before I even brief you on uh, what's going on strategically, what is the volatility index doing right now? What's the VIX? If you're not familiar or you're not an options trader, if you're any investor of any sort, you better know what the VIX is. It is the volatility index. If you don't like the word volatility or sounding smart at cocktail parties, it's the uncertainty index. Folks, we yesterday, we had a 17 print on the VIX. The VIX, ladies and gentlemen, is what I call a heart rate monitor. Something happens to freak the market out, the VIX goes up. Okay, that's gone. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Something new freaking us out. Okay, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Look at how long the VIX has imploded. Now, based on the strategic brief I'm about to give you, you might be sitting here going, that makes no sense to me. And you'd be absolutely right. Let's take a look at a two-year chart of the VIX. And I also call uh, the VIX a heart rate monitor, right? The VIX isn't like a stock that goes up and to the right. It, well, if it's a good stock, it goes up and to the right. It's a heart rate monitor. Beep, 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 beep. It goes up when something freaks the market out. It goes down when that something goes away. Look at the five-year chart of the VIX. You ready for this? Holy freak out, Batman. The VIX at 90. 
what was this? This is where I made millionaires at Topkin Options. This was the COVID crash. The last time we all thought we were going to drop dead. The VIX hit 90. Why am I bringing this up to you right now? Because I'm about to give you, and you know, look, look at the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is up 1.6% today. Look at the S&P right now. A rip your face off rally. What's the VIX doing? It's up. Here's a little whizism. My call sign's whiz. Here's a little whizism. Market up, VIX up, something is up. Write that down. If you don't know anything about volatility, I'm going to teach you. Market up, VIX up, something is up. What is this? Folks, first of all, this is a little bit of a short squeeze. This is what I call a hold your nose rally. There is about to be a heck of a lot of profit taking. We'll talk about Apple and Amazon in a couple minutes here and also the non-farm payroll number in the morning. But folks, this, this is not going to happen, period. So right now with the VIX kind of plumbing the, the basement here is the time to get long volatility, right? Let me give you another little whizism I want you to write down. You ready for this? Uh, let me do a one-year chart. Perfect. Write this down. When volatility is cheap, you buy it. When volatility is expensive, you sell it. This ain't hard, folks. I went from being a retail trader to essentially running a multi-billion dollar firm, and the smart money ain't that smart, okay? When volatility is cheap, does it look cheap to you right now? It, it, again, if you know nothing about volatility, you know nothing about charting, you know nothing about the market, look at this chart. When volatility is cheap, buy it meaning get bullish. When volatility is expensive up here, you sell it and you get bearish. This is free money. You don't have to be the so-called smart money or anything like that to know this. Why am I starting off a little tactical with you kind of broke your own rule? Because I want you to remember that yesterday at some point, let me, when that was, the VIX was at 17 right 17 almost 17 bucks 1727 now let me tell you why i think that is absolutely insane zero hour putin is preparing a massive assault with a half a million men on two fronts holy crap yeah holy crap from belarus and russia former UK defense secretary or defense minister, whatever they call them in the UK, former UK defense minister, NATO may need to send ground forces to Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting on a webinar on February 2nd, 2023. There is no way on God's green earth that if you had taken me out of the past and dropped me into this brief and said, uh, there's war in Eastern Europe, NATO might be getting involved. And Vladimir Putin has said, hey, by the way, if we start losing, we're going to use nukes. I would, I, I'd fall out of my chair, first of all, and then I would go run over to the VIX and go, oh my God, it's at least at 100, right? And then I'd go run over and look at the VIX and it would be at 70. So we can sit here in a little bit. We're going to talk about Jerome Powell, the Fed, and what the market's doing. But ladies and gentlemen, the fact that all of this is happening and the VIX, do you think China and the, the China and Taiwan thing is just kind of going away? Did you see earlier in the week, what happened between Israel and Iran? Israel attacked several Iranian military installations. So war potentially, well, no, not potentially, war is in the Middle East. Israel attacked some Iranian targets. Iran said, by the way, we're just building a nuke for peace purposes, but if we ever get a nuclear weapon, we're going to use it and wipe you off the face of the planet. Oh, okay, great. So Iran, Israel, China, Taiwan, 
shooting war, physical shooting war in Eastern Europe. That is getting worse by the day. Remember Joe Biden in March? We're now, we're, we can't send tanks. Remember he leaned forward and whispered into the microphone really creepily? He said, sending tanks to Ukraine would be world war. Two days ago, we're sending tanks. Last year, we're not going to send long-range missiles to Ukraine because they can hit Russia, and then it's not defensive, it's offensive, and that could start world. Yesterday, the Wall Street Journal reported that we're sending longer-range missiles. So I don't care what your position on this is. If you don't agree with us, you're a Russian uh, sympathizer in Putin plant, or you're uh, – I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm here to talk about trading. What I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that the VIX can go up 15, 20, 30, 100% in the blink of an eye. Do you all have your protection on? How many of you think, let me grab my little pen up here, that look at this slide for life. How many of you think that the VIX just stays down here for the next, I don't know, three, six months? Great. If you think nothing bad is going to happen, everything's awesome, get bearish on volatility. You'd be insane. And after doing this for over three decades, seeing the VIX, Right here with everything I just gave you a three-minute brief on is insane. When we go, let me clear some drawings here. When you go out, I forget which strike it was. I think it's June. Somebody has on like a disaster trade. Like, let me open up all strikes. You should see the up, I think at the 60 strike. Look at this. There's 42,000, 37,000. Let me go up here. 51,000 at 80. Folks, look at this. Look at the upside call activity in the VIX, 80, 85, 90. Folks, we're at 18, round up. Let's round up. We're at 20 on the VIX. There are people out there saying between now and June, something horrific is going to happen and volatility is going to explode. One of these, maybe it's a different month. I know it's around May or June or July. Somebody, there's like 250,000 at like the 100 strike. So somebody, and you know, I, I can talk about this because now it's kind of common knowledge. There is a department in the Pentagon. There's a department in the FBI that monitors these type of trades. Why? Like the bin Laden trade on 9-11. Because folks, our enemies and terrorists know when they're going to do something bad or at least try it. And they know that the market, can you even imagine that? So people out there are actually looking at a VIX quadrupled. So folks, I am... Yeah. You know, you, you can sit here. I, I, I'm a fighter pilot. I'm an options trader. My job is to sit here and brief you and say, here's what I'm doing. You can do whatever the hell you want. Wiz, everything's great. Putin's going to lose. G ain't going to do anything. And Israel is or Iran is building uh, nukes for peaceful purposes. And did, did you not hear Netanyahu Monday or Tuesday? He looked into the camera and said, Israel will never let Iran get a nuclear weapon. But let's just sit here and watch as the S&P 500 keeps climbing and the VIX keeps descending. OK, so, uh, yeah, it's this is this is coming and this is getting worse by the day. All right. Now, let's get that was a quick strategic brief again here at Top Gun Options. I do these throughout the week, Monday through uh, Thursday. So you can get in here and I'll talk at the end about how you can hang out with us. But yesterday's, did you watch the press conference? Did you watch Jerome's speech yesterday? It was, it, it was insane. I was actually driving back from a meeting and I was, I was driving with my knees too because I was placing trades. I can do it. I can drive with my knees. I can land aboard a ship at night, bad weather, single engine in the middle of the Atlantic. I think I could drive. But anyway, as I was listening, 
he started off like like Jerome Powell at Jackson Hole back. At, do you guys remember his Jackson Hole speech? He actually used the word pain. The uh, American uh, public is going to have to experience some pain to bring inflation down. I looked around the room at my fellow traders. I'm like, did he just did the Federal Reserve chief just use the word pain? And what happened for the next month and a half? The market got slaughtered, right? It was his famous Jackson Hole speech. What did he do yesterday afternoon? He started a little Jackson Holeish. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, this guy, he's bringing the heat. He is. Oh, man, this is going to be ugly. It's going to be a bloodbath. The more he talked, the more dovish he got. It, it was it, it was comical. I never thought he'd. He used the word disinflation. Wow. Something that's welcome, encouraging, and gratifying. So he started with heat. He said, Americans are in pain, and we're, our mandate, the Fed's going to do its job, and we're going to have price stability, and blah. I'm like, okay, dude, preach. Please do your job because you've been sucking at it. Two years ago, I said, stop pumping money into the market. Start gently raising rates now. I'm an aviator. Now, I, as a Navy aviator, I might not know about soft landings because I literally crash aboard an aircraft carrier. But as a civilian pilot, I do know how to make a soft landing. We needed to start two years ago. But there is a there's kind of a group think going on, folks. I've seen it on Wall Street. I've been there. This group think that's going on right now is this. You know what? It, it kind of looks like we might have a soft landing. Folks, we already crashed like a year ago. Jerome Powell's sitting at the front of our smoking airliner, still making airplane noises. Okay, I'm, I'm bringing it in for landing. I'm sitting in the back here like, what the hell do you think just happened landing? But now, so let me bring it. Let's look at this real quick. Where do you make money, ladies and gentlemen? Is, is there anybody in this room who trades with a broker that lets you make money off the left side of a chart? I logged in a little early, saw the guy in front of me. I love the name of his company. We make money where? Out here. We're present right now in today's market, but guess where the market was listening to Jerome Powell? Out here. The market yesterday, folks, transported itself out into the future and did what? Okay, when does he start cutting? No, 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 no. Didn't, didn't you hear him? He said, we still got more work to do and everything like that. No, 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 no. But did, did you hear the good stuff? Folks, if you were a hawk, you heard hawkish stuff yesterday. If you were a dove, you heard dovish. But folks, the market ignored from today until when he starts cutting. And this is what's really interesting with the Wall Street Journal today. Great articles in the Wall Street Journal from this. Here's one. Stocks, bonds, crypto investors bet the Fed is bluffing. E excuse me? The market believes that, you, uh, that he's, he's full of it. What? Many are skeptical, as central bank says, the battle isn't over. No, it, it, it's over. Did you see Jeffrey Gunlock on the closing bell or whatever it's called yesterday on CNBC? He only has one more uh, rate hike left. Dude, they use the word hikes, increases with an S at the end. Nope. Okay, well, you're Jeffrey Dun Gunlock, so you, you know better than him. So, folks, if you look at the Fed's fund, the Fed Fund's futures rate, there's hikes in March and, and maybe a final one in May. But dudes like this are trying. It's the tail wagging the dog, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. The, the Fed fights the Fed. Policymakers want to convince investors that smaller rate increases aren't, aren't, aren't going to lead immediately to cuts. Ladies and gentlemen, why am I wanking about this? Because this rip your face off rally is going to end. First of all, there's going to be some profit taking. This is a, it, this, 
This is an insane run, one month run. Historically, ladies and gentlemen, what happens? Usually we get a little bit of a Santa Claus rally, Christmas rally, January ish. We level as earnings are going on. And then February is usually insane. 32, 33 years of doing this almost every February. It's it's ugly. Everybody hates February. Football's over with. Valentine's Day sucks. It's a short month. It's weird. It's cold. Unless you live in Florida like I do. So seasonality, ladies and gentlemen, usually shows an interesting February. Okay. So this, I mean, I could be completely wrong. You ready? This can happen. Why? Okay. Now, obviously, the biggest, you know, uh, the, the closest alligator to the boat is after this closing bell today. Apple. Uh, and then Amazon. Let me read you this. You ready for this? Amazon's sagging e-commerce and cloud computing business will be in the spotlight after the close today as the internet giant is expected to post its slowest sales growth, uh, not recently, right? in more than two decades. The last time Amazon reported this, these type of numbers, uh, I was in my 30s and I was flying Hornets out of Naval Air Station, Fort Worth. Two decades. The company is projected to have a Q4 sales growth of $145 billion, which represents 6% growth from year over year. Folks, Amazon, if you're not familiar with Amazon, is usually like a 30% year over year growth. Amazon is enduring one of its most difficult stretches in its history. Whoa. As it resets from the COVID boom. Let's just take a quick look at the chart of Amazon. Look at Amazon here. Let me show you a five-year chart that covers COVID. Anybody see anything? <laughs> Look at this chart. So we were kind of doing good and hanging out. No good earnings. And then boom, COVID. We're all going to die. And then right here is, nope, everybody's locked up. Here's a couple government checks and that. And now we're going back. So folks, Amazon had a strong bounce off of where? Where Jerome Powell jumped in to save capitalism at the COVID bottom. I remember this, folks. I called I called the top to the day and I called the bottom to the day. I hate guys that do that. I have recordings. How did I call this one to the day? Because it was a Thursday morning when the weekly jobless numbers came out. Do you remember this? Six million. I almost fell out of my chair. I was looking into this computer and I was getting, I typed something up like, oh my God, six million at the opening bell buy puts with both hands. I'm typing up this long thing to say, we're going, the market's like going to zero. Then what happened? Jerome Powell that morning flew into the market and dropped the biggest nuclear bomb known to man, financial bomb. And I deleted everything I wrote and said, get bullish. And people were like, and Jeffrey Gunlock a month later said, no, we're going to retest the March lows. And we never looked back. But ladies and gentlemen, right now, what's going on? We are actually... Amazon bounced off of the COVID bottom. So we've kind of taken out all of this stuff. I'm a little kind of leery. We're going to look at some Amazon trades in a, in a second here. They hired 800,000 employees during that red circle. They hired half of the United States military. Well, Wiz, recently they announced 18,000 job cuts. Folks, Amazon is still bloated. I do not believe this run right now. But I have a service I'll tell you about in a little bit called Solo Amazon, where that's all we trade is Amazon. I could not be more bullish on that. Let me put my money where my mouth is. I have an Amazon synthetic stock. Look at this position. This position goes all the way out to June of 2025. I put this on last week. It's already up uh, three grand. I'm going to show you how we can hop in our 
time machine, our joint strike fighter. Look at this on the options chain. We can, oh, geez, <clears throat> there's a new strike today. If we have time, I'm going to show you that you can get bullish on Amazon two years out into the future, two and a half years out into the future. Look at that. I did my, my current positions out to June, but these, these new options just rolled off the, uh, off the flight deck. And, and this is, this is awesome. But for right now, yeah, exactly. Great, great use of the word bloated. I think Amazon is a little bloated. There is some, uh, where is it? Uh, the company's operating expenses in North America outpaced sales during the first three quarters of 2020. Okay. That's not good. Any small business owners in this room? If your operating expenses outpace what you sell, you know, I'm a political science major from South Philly, South Philadelphia, or South Jersey, folks. I, I'm last time I checked in my business, if I'm spending more than I take in, I'm in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> Amazon has long relied on its cloud computing arm called AWS as its profit engine, especially when e-commerce sucks. E-commerce sucks right now, folks. Why? People can't even buy eggs, man. Baby formula, eggs. I mean, inflation is still raging. I don't care what Joe tells you, Janet Yellen or Jerome Powell. Inflation's coming in a little bit. So we're celebrating that inflation's at six and a half percent. Are you people insane? Now, I'm older than probably a lot of people in this room. I remember living under Jimmy Carter and 17% mortgages and stuff like that, folks. This is insane where we are. So I just don't think um, Amazon is, the, the, the air is going to come out of this, okay? This, the, and this was also what? A short squeeze. You know what the best performing ETFs year to date are? The most shorted. So folks, this is also a short squeeze. We had like this, this triple top up here at 4,100. Look, kind of a 4,100 there. Little periscope up to 4,100, another little periscope up to 4,100, and then a rip your face off through 4,100. Right there. It, oh, there was another top. This was a quadruple top. One, two, three, four, explode. Folks, I, I'm telling you, I feel it in my bones. This is going to happen. I think, and we had a, a cross right here of the 200 day and the 50 day moving averages. That does not bode well. Okay. So there's, a, there's some air about to come uh, out, out of this market. Now, how can we trade, right? How can, I, I love trading the S&P 500. Let me do my, uh, I got a couple. I have a, a trudge on, right? What's that, man? It's a trade that also acts like a hedge. I call it a trudge. I also am long volatility right here with the VIX. How, many, how are we doing here today? Look at this. We're up, this portfolio, folks, is up 31 thousand dollars and i love on this screen folks well you got some red yeah that's my long vix <laughs> trust me this is going to turn green soon be, be between now and i think this this vix trade is at about a month from now i actually love on a day like today when the s p is up over one percent that's of course that's going to be red you need an ejection seat in your portfolio folks do you guys have an ejection seat or are you just if, if you have a screen that everything's either all green or all red, uh-uh. The way you have to trade, folks, is that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of green, but you better have some red, man. And the red is your ejections. So I have a couple ejection seats. I have bullish volatilities, uh, bullish volatility trade, and I also have a bearish S&P trade. Now, this one currently, obviously, is a little underwater. Let me go over to positions here. But I'm going to build a new one for you. Okay, so this one is currently underwater. Um, I, I call this 
Yeah, it's a tredge. Again, it's T-R-E-D-G-E. I kind of made that word up. A trade, you want to do what? Make money. When I place a trade, just like when I shoot a missile in combat or drop a bomb, I am pretty damn confident that thing is going to hit a bad guy or gal. Same thing when I squeeze the trigger on a, uh, on a trade with real capital. It better make money. So that's the trade part of it. The edge or a hedge part of it is not only is this a position I think is going to make money, but it's going to protect some of my longs. I just showed you that bullish Amazon position I have out a couple years. So if the market does in February kind of implode, it's going to protect that long Amazon position. So that's where I get the word dredge from. It's a trade that also acts like a hedge. So let's build it together. Right now, we're kind of at the top of this range. All the way back here was the last time we hit 40. I think resistance is going to be up here right around this 42.50. So I want some protection for February because I think we're going to, there's going to be some interesting stuff going on here. And folks, remember with the Ukraine stuff, minute by minute, things are changing. Uh, they're not going to get fighter jets. Uh, we're pretty sure they're going to get fighter jets. We're never going to give them long-range missiles. Nah, here's some long-range missiles. We're never going to give them tanks. Here's some tanks. All the while in the background, if we are really losing, world, are you listening to me? We're going to use some tactical nukes. And here's what's really ignorant about the United States, and, and you heard me say that because I mean it, because our nuclear doctrine, folks, is based on what? Mad, mutually assured destruction. What do our nuclear manuals say? Well, we have nukes because nobody, the only country to use them, first of all, nobody will use them because that's crazy talk. I was the adversary officer of my fighter squadron. I went to school to be a bad guy. I've read the bad guy stuff. You know what the bad guy stuff says about a nuclear exchange? We can win it. And by the word we, I meant bad guy. Their nuclear doctrine, folks, isn't mutually assured destruction. It's no, we can use these tactically. And Everybody else would be scared to use them. We can win. Anybody hear that in our media? No, you don't. All you hear is, no, they won't do that. Folks, we are one breaking news headline from this and the VIX doing that. I want to be wrong. I want you to shoot me an email that goes, Wiz, you were an idiot. Russia lost. Putin's gone. Uh, peace in Eastern Europe. You're an idiot. I will, I'll wear that idiot sign. I'll wear a dunce cap for a week. If that happens, I will be so proud of that because, folks, when I make these type of predictions, it's not good. And I've made a lot of them that have made a lot of money. The COVID crash. Perfect example. I don't want to be right, but guess what? All right. So here's what we're going to do. Let's build a trade together. We're going to go out in time. I'm going to cover us for at least a month and I'm going to use the S&P 500. As I said, that's kind of my favorite thing to trade. It's a pretty good sample of what's going on. So let's go S&P. I don't trade SPX. I trade SP. Why? Why do I trade SPX? I'm not a tax accountant. I'm not your tax attorney. I don't play one on TV, but you can kind of do your own research. There is different or better to me tax treatment trading an index over an ETF. If you trade an ETF known as the SPY instead of the no kidding index, it's not it potentially could not be good for you tax. I'm going to leave it at that. You can do your own research. I make a shitload more money trading SPX over SPY. Enough said. All right, so let's go out. What's today? Feb 2nd. Let's go out to March 2nd. Let's just give us a month. I want 30 days of protection. March 2nd is right there. Deselect this other one I have up, that one. So March 2nd, you see it right there? 28 days. I'm covering us 
for the next 28 days, folks. I'm going to give us some protection. Let me look at the chart real quick. 42.50 was what I said was kind of resistance up here, right? 42.50. So let's put a ceiling up here. I can put a ceiling up here by selling. And again, if you don't know anything about options, I'm the guy to teach you. I'll give you access to eight of our live training sessions. I'll give you access to all sorts of stuff. And we'll talk about that at the end. So let's put a ceiling on it right here. I believe in the next 28 days that the S&P is going to top out or implode. Put a ceiling on it, okay? So I'm going to sell calls up here, okay? So let's go build it together. Sell calls at 32.50. Bring up this. I'm going to sell. It was the March 2nd. 42.50. Oh, look at this. They don't even have 50 uh, strikes up here. Wow. I'm going to have to do the, 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 this is funny, folks. So the S&P 500 and the, and the SIBO haven't got, <laughs> this is funny. The, the, the folks that do the option strikes didn't think we'd be up here. So there's $100 strike. It's 100 wide up here. I didn't even look at that until just now. That is funny. Now, they might come out. They are not might. I've seen this. They're going to come out and they have to go, oh, no, we're going to put some $25 ranges in here. But look at this. Above 4200 it's $100 strikes. Wow. All right. Well, that changes it a little bit. So we're going to have to sell the 4300 uh, calls in this case. Now, even though I just bad-mouthed SPY, let me go look and see. Well, let me finish here, and then we can go uh, look at SPY. Okay, so if you sold one March 2nd, 4,300 call, that's you saying, that's me saying, I don't think the S&P is going over 4,300 by that date. That's all you're doing there. Sell one of the March 2nd, 4,300 call. That's the ceiling. Wiz, what if you're wrong? And it just rips higher through 43. Well, we're going to buy an upside call on top of it. So we'll buy the 4,400 call above it, okay? So I'm neutral to bearish on the S&P 500 for the next month. I'm using calls, and it's a spread. This tactic is called a bear call spread. It's also called a vertical spread. It's also called a credit spread. Why is it called a credit spread? Well, guess what? You're bringing in a credit. You bring in a credit of $1,700 to do this trade. That also is your max potential profit. The most you can make in this trade is 1700 bucks, but don't look at that. This is what you need to look at first. What is your max potential loss? 8,300 bucks. Now, that's a lot of money. That's why after bad-mouthing SBY, let's go over there and see if they actually have less strikes. Now, there's a 75% probability of making the 1700, but if you look at this and go, dude, I can't risk eight grand, then don't even look at the max potential profit, right? Don't do that. I teach, I will teach you a Top Gun Options. You look at max potential loss first. You cannot make money if you're losing money, right? So always, always, always look at max potential loss first, not last, okay? Let's go look at uh, SPI, SPI real, SPY, easy for me to say, SPY. Well, Sam, that, that's what I'm saying. It was, it's, it's, let's go back to SPX, folks, so you see what I'm talking about. I don't do that. So, Sam, look, look at my current position. I have a 4050, 4100 bear call spread on, okay? And we're right in the middle of that. We're at, well, we're at 4160 right now. Folks, this is a, so I have this on right now. So I, you can do 25, 
or 50 wide, but for some reason, not for some reason, I know the reason. The SPX and the SIBO didn't sit down and assume that it would be up that high. Let's open up 40 of these strikes and go down the See? It just, it, it explodes. So 42.50, above 42.50 down here, there's only $100 wide strikes. Well, let me see on this one. Let's see, 42.50 and then 42.50. Yeah, let's, you know what? Let's let's dial it up here. 42.50, is there 42.75? Yeah, there is. You know what? I'm an idiot. There was a there, there was a 25. Let's do the 4,300. I don't know what the hell I was looking at. Oh, I was looking at a different series of strikes. Never mind, folks, I'm back. <laughs> and March 2nd. Look at this. So that's what it was. So we're going to have to change the expiration. This is weird. This is a weird anomaly, folks. I picked March 2nd originally. Look at this. Where's March 2nd? Right there. And it didn't have them. See? So let's see right here, folks. Above, there's there's $25 strikes. And then all of a sudden, it's 100, 100, 100, 100. So it's that expiration that's weird. This one, March 2nd. Let's do... Let's do this together. This is fun. This is what I do in the live trade brief, folks. So this is cool, actually. Let me, let's, let's do, use the one that had those 55s. Let's get rid of this and go to this one. Let's see if we had a 42.50, if we can do a 42, yeah, 42.50, 4,300. This will make me smile. It's a little bit more time, which, eh, yeah, I like this better. Let's do, this is good. I'm glad we looked at that. Yeah, probably two contracts. I'll, I'll, I'll talk through it in a second. Let me just look at my risk real quick. Yeah, that's closer. I'm happier with this one. Okay, so I love doing live trade briefs. This is cool. Sell two of the March 23. That's in the, so that gives us like a month and a half for potential insanity going on, okay? So a little longer time, but folks in the options world, especially if you think, Holy crap, Wiz, you're right. You know, out out in this white space right here is potential bad. Whether it's Putin, G, Israel, Iran, the Fed pivoting, all, there's potential bad and there's potential good out here. But going out a, a couple extra weeks, it's okay. But I'm glad I showed you that. Hey, man, it's it's the SPX, not me. So if we sell two of the March 23, 4250 calls, there's our stealing. Okay. Then I buy upside calls just in case Jesus, uh, Muhammad, Ganesh, Buddha come back to life and world peace breaks out and the VIX goes to zero and the market goes up a, a quadrillion points. First of all, I'll be so happy. I won't care. I'm losing money on this trade. But we, we buy an upside call in case I'm wrong. And the market just between now and March 23, rip your face off rally continues. We're hedged. We have protection on the upside. Okay. So in this trade, we are bringing in, we bring it in. It's a credit of 3,700 bucks. That's the most potential profit. However, comma, as soon as I click on this analyze here, the first place you're going to look and only look is where max potential loss. What is it? Boom. 6,300 bucks. The most you can lose in this trade is 6,300 bucks. Now that is based on what? Two contracts. Whiz, I'm Filthy rich, I'm, I want to risk 18 grand. All right, well, you do four contracts. Whiz, I'm not. You do one contract. Or you go over and look at SPY, okay? But for this trade, the most you could lose is 63 to potentially make 37, okay? Now, I'm going to teach you a topic and options. I am not going to take that max potential loss because before I ever get into any trade, I will tell you when I'm getting out. Let's just round up and say 18 bucks. We get filled at 18 bucks. Double the credit. 18 and 18 is what? 36. Ladies and gentlemen, we want 
the 18 bucks. We want all 18 bucks. We want this trade essentially to expire worthless, right? We want the $18 credit. We want all 18 bucks. If it starts going up 19 bucks, 25 bucks, 30, whoo, that means the S&P is raging for some reason. So I personally double the credit that I take in. 18 and 18 is 36. I would potentially eject out of this trade if it goes up the 30, if the credit goes up to 36 bucks, that's me. That's political science math. I've been doing this for that long. I like, you know, how do we battle complexity as a fighter pilot? Simplicity. How do we battle complexity in trading? Simplicity. Double the credit. That's a good rule of thumb. Now, I just said I want all the 18 bucks and I lied to you. So now I'm going to fix that lie. I don't want the eight, all the 18. Why? Ladies and gentlemen, when I would, when would I get out of this trade? Seven, eight, nine. This thing's in my way. If I am looking at a 70, 80, 90% profit on that credit I took in, 3,600 bucks, close it. Higgs gets slaughtered. If I'm looking at 3,200 bucks, 33, 3,400 bucks, close it. Because I'm sitting here today as a live human being to tell you, I have turned a 70, 80, 90% winning trade into what? A 100% losing trade. Don't do it. How can that happen? I've done it, folks. Hey, man, I'm up 3,300 bucks in this trade. Today, the trade expires. I'm going golfing. I want the extra 300 bucks because I'm cheap. And what happens when I'm golfing? Breaking news, Jesus just came back to life, and he's the president of the United States, and the S&P 500 rallied a million percent. And you got blown out of that trade. Of course, I'll be happy about that, but I won't be happy that I lost this money. So I'm not joking, folks. Do not turn a 70, 80, you know, 90% winning trade into a 100% loser. It will happen if you are not disciplined. That's kind of the motto here at Topkin Options, folks. Discipline and risk management equals what? Superior execution, right? You can write that down. You can do whatever you want to do, man. It is discipline, risk management equals superior execution. And that is what I I, I've been doing it. TGO has been around. Top Gun Options has been around for what, like 13 years? Folks, going from Wall Street, I'm telling you, I will teach you not to do that. You have got to be disciplined because if you're just out here taking random shots and I want that full profit, you, you can potentially get hurt. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Discipline, risk management, superior execution. Here's what I'm going to do though, because um, I like keeping David and all these folks uh, on time. Solo Amazon is our newest uh, live trading service here at Top Gun Options. Uh, William, I'll answer that in a second. I love the way you think. Let me let me tell you about Solo Amazon. I'm going to answer a bunch of these questions because you all, I love these questions because it shows me you're smart. SMRT, newest live trading services. Monday through Thursday, I do live trade briefs. The, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday briefs are usually 167 a month, but in Solo Amazon, guess what? Guess what we trade in solo Amazon? Only Amazon. So for 97 bucks a month or 897 a year, I think David can drop the uh, the links in there. Topgunoptions.com slash solo annual. If you do the annual membership today, I'll give you the 20, 25% discount. And then I'll I'll he can give you the link for the monthly uh, 90 seven bucks. Folks, I'm going out to dinner tonight in Fort Lauderdale. I guarantee you a bottle of wine is going to be more than 97 bucks a month. So for a bottle of wine tonight in Fort Lauderdale, you can get it uh, airborne. Every Monday at 10 a.m. is our solo Amazon brief. Is I work at Monday, 10 a.m. Guess what? 80% of our members work Monday at 10 a.m., but I send out time-sensitive text and email alerts. There's a 
screenshot of a sample uh, text alert for Amazon. So you get a text alert and then you get an email uh, with the screenshot of the trade, opening this leg, that leg, this price, here's the potential profit, here's the potential loss. So I do that as well. So you get a text alert, you get an email alert, and in about 30 minutes after the brief, I send out the replay. And look at Chris, I'm so geeked, been a subscriber for almost three years now, uh, only known you from the replays, you know, uh, type of thing. So isn't that great? So you don't have to be here live. Today, I'm going to hook you up with our proprietary manuals, man. Primary, intermediate, and advanced. Between us ladies, I go back once in a while and dust my rust off and read some of these workbooks. These things are awesome. Let me help you out if you're a political science major like me. 97 bucks for one month of solo Amazon. The manuals on our homepage, if you went and bought these, people buy them every once in a while randomly. It's 197 bucks. So hold on, Wiz. You just made 100 bucks? Yeah, you did. No catch, no nothing. You keep these manuals, man, because you're going to need them. So you are getting $197 worth of our training materials for a free month, for essentially a free month of solo Amazon, 97 bucks. So you get access to our solo Amazon brief, the text and the email alerts, the skill-based manuals, and access to our online, what we call ready room. You can ask me questions in between the briefs. I post intelligence in there. It's it's awesome. It's really good stuff. Bob, closed my Amazon synthetic stock for 37 grand profit. Goose, $23,800 profit in a month. Chuck, thank you, Wiz, for the Amazon calls. I closed three contracts at my 30% profit target, cleared 15 grand, had six Amazon calls that also hit 30% for another 50 grand. If you want to test fly our solo Amazon service for a month, it's 97 bucks. Man. Again, a bottle of wine tonight is going to be 97 bucks in Fort Lauderdale. It, no, actually, it's not. A crappy bottle of wine is going to be 97 bucks. But wait, I'm the Flex Seal tape guy. There's more. I'm, I'm not begging you. This is a direct order. If you're going to try us out for a month, do the 195 bucks full throttle training, folks. I am going to give you eight training sessions. If you didn't know what a bear call spread was, guess what? You're getting an hour to an hour and a half training session by me. We're going to sit here until you get it. Nobody leaves any of these training sessions with a question mark over their head, man. We, we practice the demo do here, just like in the military. I'm going to demonstrate, then you're going to do. That's how we do it. So the training folks that other guys and gals charge a couple grand for, it's, it's obscene. It's 195 bucks. Closed my Amazon trades for November and was just in shock. I cleared 117 grand in profits this month just on Amazon. So grateful to this group for what I've learned and accomplished. Wow. Uh, all right. So solo Amazon, newest live trade brief. The other ones are 167. You're getting 897 for a year, which is a 20, 25% discount, or you can do 97 bucks a month. Okay, real quick. I think I have like two, three minutes left. Because um, William asked, why don't you just buy puts? And I love what William said, but William, check out what I'm going to teach you and what I currently have on. So William, what I did just now was what? A bear call spread up here. I put a ceiling on this. This was a BCS, a bear call spread. What was that also, William? That was also a credit spread, wasn't it, my brother? We took in 3,600 bucks, didn't we? Guess what? I'm going to do 600 bucks. Exactly what you said. I'm cheap, William. If you... If you listen to me, congratulations, first of all, but you sat here and said, you know what, man, I think this market might roll over. I'm going to go buy some puts. Well, William, if you think the market's going to roll over, what do you also think it's not going to do? Go up. 
So my brother, if you, do, if you think it's going to go down, which means you don't think it's going to go up, sell the damn bear call spread up here, bring in some coin and use the coin to fund your foot. I love the way you think, William. You better join because you kind of sound like a guy who might be interested to know that's what I do. This is a bear call spread out to February. And I bought, I brought in money and it was a credit spread. And I did what? I bought a bear put spread. I'm cheap. I had somebody else pay for it. So William, great question. The answer is yes. I just didn't have enough time to map all that stuff out. So if you kind of followed what I just said, you 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 should definitely become a TGO member because I, I, what's the motto of Top Gun? Everybody's seen the movie, right? You think you're good? We'll make you better. I guarantee it. All right. Um, I think I'm good to go, David, unless you, uh, I, I, I think you, you wanted a little, little time in between, folks. If you do, I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to I'm going to bolt. But real quick uh, to, 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 to go. Oh, this is our sit rep. If you if you want to join like our daily video, I thought I had the solo Amazon forums up here. I did. But David already put those uh, in the chat box. So they're there. If you want our free daily video, it's uh, go. slash sit rep. That stands for sitness for sit situation report. I have no idea what happened to my uh, ability to speak today, but I apologize for that. Um, so, David, I appreciate it, my brother, for having me. Uh, you, Whoops, sorry about that. All right, folks, have a great rest of your day. Happy hunting. Uh, make sure you hedge. God bless. Fights on. And uh, namaste. I'll talk to you guys later, David. We'll see you.